Welcome back to the end at the end. I'm glad you could make it. Last tale was pretty riveting, huh? As usual, I saved you a booth in the corner. Grab a seat, bring a drink, music starting. installment of Wealth Beyond Measure. While we last left our adventuring party, they had just vanquished a shadow spirit, testing their mettle against one of the fiercest foes in this Lishtar expanse, and liberated yet more treasure for themselves. But as this encounter illustrated, it often isn't just the monsters that pose a risk to your health. What else is out here in the expanse that our adventurers should beware? Perhaps we'll find out. Let's take a closer look, shall we? Let the adventure begin. And you miss all of the excitement as this creature just flails wildly. It falls to the ground underneath the burning desert sun, and its skin just sends flame up into the air sparks and skin are melting off of it shooting into the air as it slowly dissipates and dies being burned alive hmm. the end of the fight well done gentlemen all right Woo. that was pretty cool <laughs> yeah I, I killed thing? i killed donald <laughs> yeah yeah that well, guy was a dick yeah he is alive, but Donald you can Dick. go and kill him if you'd like. He's unconscious. You can leave him to the desert if you'd like. You I think we it. should. Uh, it is no mad customary to leave uh, someone you have bested in combat to the desert. If they survive, then they were meant to live. But if they die, then it was never meant to be for them. That works. Don't carry a dog boy. <laughs> <laughs> and Balin's like, well done, Zashir. Leave him there, that son of a gun. What oh, the Balin, heck was you're that? You're still here. I didn't realize it. I thought you'd run off. Oh, no, no. I run off into the desert without you. I'm definitely dead. So <laughs> like That's it or right. not. Remember that. <laughs> I was a uh, Hale looking. Hale, he gets up. He dusts himself off. He's super fucked up. But like he has the look. Zashir, you recognize it of a hearty desert traveler, a hearty adventurer. You know, he'll probably be okay, but that thing wailed on him and then flung him across the sand like he was a rag doll. So he kind of limps over and he's like, I can't believe that's what we hauled up here. It is quite remarkable. You guys were holding uh, some sort of creature that was obviously going to be your demise unless we'd intervened. And Balin's like, it was a shadow spirit. Spirit of Shadows this year. Thank you, Balin. A shadow spirit is what they call it. I've seen several of these in my lifetime. Typically, I best them by myself, but I guess it was nice to have the help today. 
Where are you headed to next? I need to get out of here. I got to go back home. Uh, I was out here looking for treasure. I thought I could trust Donald. We found that chest. We found that chest noonward about a day's travel in a sort of, I don't know, ancient temple. Something looked like a church to me, but Hmm. he couldn't let that chest go. He just couldn't let it go. And let me reiterate, just so you know, Donald was a piece of shit. Yeah. I guess. Okay. So. I, All right. I, 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 we're on the same. I page. didn't know, but look. Well, he's he's laying over there unconscious. You can leave him or you know do whatever you want to him. I don't, you know, nomad laws. You know what I mean? Let the desert have him. I don't. I don't care anymore. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that. You know, nomad laws. <laughs> and, I, and I wink. Do whatever, do whatever <laughs> you want. And he he winks back, and he's like, "Look, <laughs> I got enough water. I'm ahead, Rinward." I'm going to try to get into some shade back in twilight, and this place is hell. All right, well, hell, I wish you the best in your endeavors. And you too. And- Zashir, right? Yes, Zashir the Nomad. Tell others about me. Keep your wits about you, and don't let your friends haul spooky treasure chests days through the desert. <laughs> of course not. No, no, I, I would have sussed out Donald was a piece of shit from the get go. But yes, that's neither here nor there. If so you open does... the treasure chests and you know what's inside them, you don't have to hold, hold the whole thing. You have to think about these things. Uh, you see, I uh, keep a company of intelligent individuals, not pieces of shit. Yeah, I get that. And I'll, I'll choose my company better. Yes, this this day was a great lesson for all of us. <laughs> well, I bid you adieu. We need to rest under the shade a spell before we continue our trek noonward. Good luck to you all. And he just puts his mace on a hook on his belt and limps heading rimward through the desert. I, I turn to the party and I go, that guy is going to die soon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't yes. think he's making it to the rim. No, I no, do not I believe don't. so. No, uh, that poor sorry sap. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay down in the shade. Yes, that sounds take, like a good plan. And take a cat nap. Oh, Ooh, see what you did there? Yeah, nice shady rest. Sounds good. I'll dig through the treasure chest and see if I find any brewing supplies. Yeah, absolutely. I um, would definitely. Uh, Connie would be twiddling his fingers and wanting to eagerly take a peek inside at what's left in there. Uh, no brewing supplies that you can find, although, you know, there are some, you know, empty glass containers, vials, things like that. Any liquid of any kind, honestly. No liquid of any kind. Darn. I want to check over Donald. Yeah. You search through his, his, his clothes and, you know, Balin's like, oh, come on. That's just, that's just morbid. That's just. No, no, wait, check that pocket. You missed that pocket. <laughs> he gets enthusiastic <laughs> all of a sudden. And, you know, you find kind of like a leather satchel. And in it, you know, there's some things. There's some gold coins. There's a folded piece of parchment. And when you unfold Ooh. it, it kind of looks like a rough hand-drawn map of some of the places that he's been. Perfect. I grabbed that. Um, and the coins. Yeah. You find a slender piece of wood that's about the length of your forearm that definitely looks like a wand to you, but you don't know what. Yeah, don't need it. And Balin's like, well, uh, what about me? Yeah, What about you? Can I have it? I, nomad laws. I don't care. 
and he walks over and he like picks up the wand and he like gives it a little flick, you know, and he's like, hmm. puts it, you know, tucks it away in his pocket. And then, yeah, other than like the clothes that he has on him, you know, he's got like a cape. Seems pretty mundane. Okay. okay. I grab his gold. I've got his information. I don't need anything else. I use a bit of molded earth to kind of like pile up sand uh, on the noon side of him just so yeah. he's in the shade. Yeah. And I don't have to look at him. Gotcha. And then go rest in the shade of the rock. Perfect. Yeah. So you guys rent or rest pretty uneventfully. Feel free to roll some hit dice, recover some health, uh, get your spell slots back if you need them, anything like that. We're doing a long rest, short rest? Sounded like a short rest, but you know, if you guys need it, you can hash it out. It was only like half a day's travel, so. Yeah, it was, yeah. And did I find anything in the chest before oh, taking a snooze? Well, let me tell you. And basically, you just see the legs of Connie sticking out of the <laughs> chest because he's like dove in and he's just r- rummaging through everything to see if there's anything worth either keeping that catches his eye yeah. um, or or worth writing about like right. tales of a wondrous item. You see right. anything worth drinking in there by any chance? <laughs> uh, you see his hand uh, pop out of the chest and says, one second. By the way, I wanted to remind whoever grabbed the um, Drift Club. Remember that you have the Drift Club. That that was me, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Okay, what you have found? Another Drift Club. <laughs> no, you have found, you know, uh, a pair of sandals, essentially. But uh, you, you sort of recognize some of the markings on them. And they are a special you know, brand, I guess, for lack of a better word, uh, of nomadic sandals that are used when hunting particularly sensitive creatures. Um, And you know that thanks to the runes and the magic that's imbued on them, uh, your steps make no sound and you have advantage on stealth checks. Rock and roll. Yeah. Do they fit? I'm a halfling. Are they the wrong size? Don't tell me they're the wrong size. They're they're a little big, but you're used to it, you know. Okay, yeah. So you, you it's kinda, hard to find stuff my size. You strap them on, right? And they're a little awkward, but you know, after a little bit of walking. Well, well, don't halflings have like big old feet? Just big old dirty stompers. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> big dirty stompers. I mean, I wouldn't refer to them as dirty stompers, but yeah, no, yeah. that's what you that's what you're sporting. <laughs> I'm wearing some Adidas. All day oh. I dream about sand. Yeezys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> All day I dream about. That's that's funny, Caleb. <laughs> you gonna use that in your act? <laughs> okay, I think I'm taking that one. All right, that one I will take. Just every time you're done, you say thank you, guys. I'm Dash. Thank you for watching, and uh, thank you, Caleb, for all the jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna thank Caleb at the end. I'd like to thank my writer, <laughs> Caleb Hood. <laughs> Anybody who hasn't looked in the chest can look in the chest, and you get a nice little roll. Uh, Ooh, yeah, I want to look in the chest. Wait, I, mean, I, I want to look in the chest. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get a roll. <laughs> you did get a roll. You rolled a one, Milo. I to tell you. I want to look in the chest. Okay, Dash, you look in the chest. Do I have to roll? I Sorry, I rolled for you. I'm a bad friend. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, that's wow. fine. What did what I get? You, what do you want from me? You find a pair of gloves. Goat skin by the uh, appearance of it, but you don't recognize the function. Can't tell what they're used for at the moment. New sandals. Uh, try clapping. See if they make a sound. 
I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to pocket the goat gloves. <laughs> Actually, okay. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put them on. I'm going to put them on, see how they feel. Yeah. Grip my katana, see how they feel. Yeah. They feel pretty good. You do get the sense that they're magical, but you really don't understand. I don't, I don't know what they do. Yeah, you don't know what they do. <laughs> I can um, now bleat like a goat. <laughs> you do. Yeah. <laughs> you turn into a goat and we walk you around the whole time. Ugh, no, uh, not, yeah, not that's like, what happens to Dash. No, <laughs> son of a bitch. No. This was an elaborate trap to get Dash to turn into an animal. <laughs> Every campaign is an elaborate trap to get me to turn into a goat again. All right, I got to um, take, take notes down for my. Uh, you do, <laughs> you do get the sense that you know there's magic. You might have to attune to them, but you know the rules for attunement for Zashir. So, I mean, I don't remember, so you have to message me about that. Oh, wow. <laughs> You have to pass a check to attune, and if you fail, you cannot attune to that item ever. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. Cool. Okay. Alex wanted to look on the chest. I'm looking at the chest, yeah. I see all these things coming out of the chest. Wait a second. I didn't take a good enough, <laughs> good enough look. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's kind of bonkers. Yeah, so you look in there, and, and kind of the same thing you see that Milo saw. You know, There's lots of baubles, lots of things like that, but it all kind of appears useless to you. <laughs> This is all useless. Yeah. There's some like gla- empty glass jars. There's some spell components if that's anything you need. But otherwise, it's care, like, no, I don't yeah, need it. Okay. Weigh me down. And Balin, meanwhile, he's just like, yeah, I got a wand. <laughs> Bitches. Okay. You it's have actually, Franco, it's a wand. I would, th- I would have thought that Franco the wielder would have known that. I've sold <laughs> many a stick to many a young apprentice. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you make good money in the city that way. Yeah, hey, sounds like a good living. A little bit, a little bit of hustle on the rich folks. Got more money than brains. I like that. Just remind me to keep my purse close while we're walking through the desert. Oh, hold on. You have a purse? How much well, isn't it? It's just a metaphor, Franco. Mm. You know, it's like keep an eye out for you, you hustler. Huh? Takes one to know one, Franco. That's why I like you. That's why I like you. So if you guys are all rested up and ready to go, it's you. You look at the map, by the way, that 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 uh, Donald. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And it notes a few things on it, but it's obviously it's a hand drawn map. It's where Donald had gone. You see the temple uh, noon word that they were talking about. You don't see the magic well that you guys okay. are headed to, but that doesn't mean that it's not there. It just is not on his map. You okay. do see another magic well, though. Not noonward, but like, you know, lateral to where you guys are, just the opposite sort of direction, a few days travel. Gotcha. Um, so you do see that uh, Donald had been using them. Um, and you see a couple like natural rock formations marked out on the map, but none of it is really in your direction of, of travel that you guys have chosen. Um, at least for the time being, you do see some of these things like here's like a drawing of rocks and there's like a skull and crossbones. And that's like just directly rimward from where you guys are right now. But you guys are actually where headed. Hale was headed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. So Hale is going to is going to find some of that. I, I show I show everyone the, the yeah. map. I'm not keeping that that secret. So you all see that, too. And there's lots of things on it. And, and you can tell Balin, he studies it pretty closely. Just he doesn't ask to touch it or anything like that. He just looks at it. You can tell he's taking some mental snapshots a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then if you guys continue on, you know, you close out five, six hours, idle chit chat on the desert, you know, avoiding scorpions underfoot, drinking water when you need it. And as you guys approach the magic well, 
you notice it, you know, every like mile that you guys get closer, it gets cooler. It gets cooler and cooler until suddenly the temperature goes from like being blistering to being tolerable. It feels like you guys have stepped into, you know, like a, reminds you of like a garden in the twilight where these plants are sort of giving off nice uh, moisture, but there's no plants. There's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But as you guys finally get close to the well, you see it and Zashir knows what they look like, but it looks kind of like an enormous upside down light bulb, but it's suspended in the air. um, Kind of like on legs, if you will, almost you know, like spider's legs, I guess, but there's four legs that come out of this thing and it's a gigantic upside down light bulb shape and the bulb is coming down and you can see that it's filled and it's sloshing and it's alive with water. And there's even like some fish swimming around and things like that inside. And you can clearly see that through this like transparent barrier that's holding it in. Well, we've arrived. Ah, yes. This is that magical well I've been speaking about so much. Um, Yes, uh, very familiar to me. Hmm, very good. Is there usually anyone here, or uh, you just come to it when you need it? They're yeah, definitely. Sorry, sorry, Dash, but I'll no, tell. I'll, I'll chime in here. So the wells are typically well known by folks that are traveling out here, just because you need water or you die. There is no natural water in the expanse, and so anyway, it doesn't look like there's anybody here right now, but it doesn't mean there won't be. These places are popular and they're necessary and they attract every sort. I'm Magic tr- wells are well known because, as you know, there is no water in the expanse. So you need water or you will die out here. So, yes, now you know. <laughs> it is so good you guys have me. <laughs> you would have not made it without me. Uh, I want to go and fill my water skin. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah and as you sure. walk you walk underneath the well and it's about 20, 25 feet high at its lowest point. You can stand directly underneath it and a stream of water Mm. falls straight down. Like a tap is on slightly. Oh, I would definitely like wash my face and just kind of cool off. It's, it's a seemingly limitless supply of water. Yeah, Connie washes up. Balin, he runs over there and he's just like, yes. And you can like his face from when you guys met him. It's kind of like sunburnt a little bit. His lips are chapped and he's just like, yeah. Oh, and his hair gets wet and all slicked back. <laughs> and, he, and he just shouts into the into the expanse. He's like, you almost had me, you son of a bitch. Not this time. And yeah, he just I'm starts gonna, guzzling water. <laughs> I'm going to go get some uh, water and then fill up a, a water skin as well. Awesome. Yeah. You guys get water. No problem. And I would really... just start pacing around the area playing a tune, a generic tune for the occasion. Put a little bit of water in my, my jug, but make sure not to dilute it too much. Uh, if I could scrape off some of the blood around it from the, the manticore or whatever it was and put it back into the jug, make sure it's it's sealed in there. Yeah, no problem. And also get some water. Yeah, you guys replenish all of your water. It's good for another couple days travel. You know, it, it, it's not necessarily enough to get you back rimward in one uh, straight shot or anything like that, or you know, to the to the to the uh, twilight. But uh, it, it's enough to get you to the next magic well or something like that. So 
Are, so are there clouds overhead right now? They're like very wispy, right? It okay. looks like if you imagine what like a forest canopy looks like after it's raining mm -hmm. and there's that sort of like wispy sort of evaporation coming off of it. Cool. It looks like that, but up in the up in the sky and who okay. it, it's hard to tell how high exactly it all goes. But yeah, you guys replenish pretty easily. You know, Balin is just like, oh, I can't believe we have to leave this place behind. It's like comfortable here, right? Why don't people just build their houses here? This is crazy. You all are crazy. I don't understand you people here. You, you, you're welcome to stay if you like. No. No, yes, no, no, there's no. There's lots no. of good building material around, like all those trees, you know, and uh, <laughs> the crops over there that you could eat for food to oh. keep yourself uh, alive. Good one. Good one. Yeah. Franco has a very dry, sarcastic tone, <laughs> you guys. I don't know. This is something that you didn't notice traveling with him, but it's hard for a non-native, you know, expansion uh, okay. here, Salish Taran, to catch that dry wit. It's impressive. You guys are used to it. I can tell. I can tell. If you would like, we could leave you behind if, if that's what you would prefer. We had a deal. Okay. We get to the we get to noon. Y'all get some treasure. And I get what I'm after. Okay. Yes, what is it you're after? Look, who knows? But it's in the treasure, and I'll know it when I find it. So you're not even sure what you're looking for. I'm sure that it's my way out of here. Okay, Sashir, does that make you happy to hear me admit that I don't do well in the Salishtar Expanse? Does that make you well, happy? You didn't have to tell me for me to know that. <laughs> I've just watched you exist for the last several hours, and it seems painful and hard for you. Not yeah. like me, an experienced nomad in this harsh expanse. Yeah, well, that's, hey, good for you. Thanks for that. Thank you. You're you're a hardy warrior. I tell you that. Zashir. Yes. Okay? Yes. Not me. Yes, I am. I am. Yes. All thank I you. have to survive with is this twig. Oh, ho, ho. And he waves oh, his no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you guys stock up a little bit and then we're going to roll some dice. I'm going to roll some dice. Uh -huh, watch out. I'm going to roll some dice. Ooh, oh. so that's not looking good for you, DM. Uh-oh. How dare you roll dice back at me secretly? <laughs> um, okay. Do you, do you roll your dice at me, sir? Yes, I roll my dice at you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so just then, as you guys are kind of bickering about this, you can see uh, two hooded figures approaching the well from Rimward to noonward and they are dragging a man who is wearing a black hood over his face chains around his neck and hands and feet all sort of joined in the middle and no shirt and his skin is blistering under the sun and these hooded figures approach silently saying not a word and Balin's just like oh great that looks promising uh, would I recognize what these guys look like? Does this look like a familiar scene I've seen before out here? Roll me a history check. It's a 16. Zashir, you and you alone recognize... Well, and actually, maybe not you alone. You recognize these 
as belonging to a certain religious sect. Much more than that, you can't say. But Franco, you, on the other hand, you're getting some glimpses. You're getting some some psychic images, Mm. if you will. And you're being sort of communicated with, you're getting images of religious gatherings and um, people praying under the desert sun and there is blood and there is darkness and there is heads rolling in the sand. And that's all you get. Mm. And maybe Balin's it's like, uh, go ahead. Maybe it's time we uh, take our leave. I don't, don't like the look of that either. And, yeah, and, and I like that. Yes. Yeah. As an experienced nomad, uh, one of the rules is uh, leave when the religious weirdos show up. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, a rule of the expense. <laughs> do, do you think we should help that man who's tied up? Well, I find it best to not get involved with religious weirdos. That is, uh, like I said, uh, a common rule out here. Just let them do their thing, and um, we should be on our way. But that poor soul. Yes, it's very sad. As they get closer to the well, you know, these two figures are leading this chained man. And he goes, "This the chained man from underneath his hood. He says, is somebody there? Is somebody there? Please, God, help me. Please. You know how that guy got there, sir, right? It's because he got himself involved with religious weirdos. (laughs) He did not make haste when haste needed to be made. Exactly. So if you want to end up a blistered skinned buffoon under a magic well led by two religious weirdos in robes, then by all means, get involved. But I'm going to take my leave. Balin's like, I'm going with Sashir, the wisest of you all. You don't ever trust hooded figures. Okay, in the desert uh, hauling. I up, don't. Uh, uh, yeah, you don't want Connie. Oh, he probably froze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like shouting at him. You fool, Connie. <laughs> yeah, Balin's ready to rock and roll. If you guys are. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting there, making sure everything's packed up, and and you know, being heading heading on the other side of wherever they're coming from. Yeah, yeah. and and the, and the hooded man, <laughs> the hooded man, he's just screaming. He's like, I know you guys are there. Please don't let them do this to me. You don't know what this is like. Please, please. And they drag him underneath, you know, underneath the well where the water is. And they, you know, one of them grabs the back of his head and they pull it down and they hold him underneath the water. And you just, he's trying to get words out as the water is sort of filling his mouth. And Balin's like, let's go before they put us in hoods and do that. It's like, it's kind of survival of the fittest out here, right? You guys are into that. That's what the Salishtarans are all about. So... Oh, oh, bollocks. Uh, he will. Perhaps I could ask a question as a nomad. Just a, a, a quick inquiry. Uh, and then be on our way. Pardon me, good sirs over there. I, I imagine you're punishing this uh, wayward soul for the good of all society and Salastarians, yes? And they stop. And the man is still choking on water and they both look at you, their faces shouted under the hoods and they both look at you simultaneously and they say their voices ringing out this in unison. Yes. For the good of the expanse. Yeah. That's all I needed to hear. Yeah. Well, let's go. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, good day. Uh, see you later. Have and, a good one. and as Balin starts walking away, he's like, 
I want you to think about what you do in our position. Good luck. <laughs> Start walking right towards uh, or, you know, towards uh, noon. Yeah, we bail <laughs> hard. <laughs> we bail hard. Everyone getting involved in some weird cult. <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. So as you guys are just traveling, right? You guys leave the well. You've stocked up your water. You're carrying as much as you can. Winds begin kicking up along the horizon. And, and you guys haven't even traveled for an hour before Balin recognizes it. You all recognize it living on the expanse. It's a magic surge. And it is headed right for you. Now, they're not all as deadly or as dangerous as the one you guys faced back at Gideon's palace. But it's sometimes impossible to tell. And Balin's just like, well, that doesn't look good. That's going to be about an hour away from us right now. Is there like, I don't know, shelter nearby? We could probably. Is that temple anywhere nearby? Uh, No. Well, you look at the map and it's 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 not nearby. It'd probably take you the re- like half a day's travel to get there, about the same mm-hmm. amount it took you to get to the the, the stone hut earlier. So the storm's like an hour away. It's kicking up on the horizon, and it doesn't look like it's headed right for you, but you've all read it before. You're definitely in the danger zone. And do, do we know what the best kind of way to protect ourselves from something like this is? Is it just trying to get physical barrier between us and the storm is it yeah you know they they're much like regular storms you know shelter helps you know maybe in the worst storm you might dig a whole a ditch and try and lay in it right like that's going to be better than nothing under a certain storm that ditch might fill with water right so just like the magic surge it's not always guaranteed so you guys are kind of out here you guys can roll a survival check and y'all can begin looking. You guys can play it calm because, like I said, they're not all like the deadly storms. Like the one that you guys were in at Gideon's, that was a more of an elemental storm surge. Is it? Could I use like a survival check in my past experiences with storms to see if I can kind of like gauge what I think the storm's going to do? Maybe like you know make an accurate guess. That's uh, I, th- I think that's reasonable. That's a nat twenty. Yeah, actually, even more so. So you can tell that where you are currently standing, you're right in the path of the surge. And this is this is a wallop of a one. It doesn't seem as though it's readily dangerous. It doesn't have the sort of electric, the sort of immense power, the throbbing of power in the air that the elemental surge had before. But it is a powerful one. What its effects are really hard to say. But doesn't seem like you're in physical danger from the storm necessarily. I know that's kind okay. of vague. Um, but... I relay that to everyone. Um, so I guess, you know, hmm. Like you would feel comfortable waiting this one out like in a covered wagon as opposed to like a stone bunker or something. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So it's, you don't know um, what it's going to do, but you you know that it's not just going to electrocute you and cook you to death. I see. G- given enough time, I can excavate a small area of loose dirt and we could at least stay in a trench and possibly hunker down for the duration of the storm. Yes. I see what you're saying. It's, it's slow going to make it. So it just needs a little bit of time. Uh, was, was the, the magic well, how far away did we get from that? And, And was that in some kind of sheltering or no, it was about an hour and it's a little bit more of a sheltered landscape. 
I'd say it's a little bit more mountainous, if that makes sense. Okay. It's more rocky. It's more, there's more like canyony ground over there. You guys are a little bit more in like kind of flat open terrain right now. But yeah, you guys are only an hour away travel from the well. You can turn back if you'd like. Mm. You'd the, even the, buy a little those, bit of time between the storm because it's, you'd be running from it. Mm-hmm. Those, those creepy guys are, they've got to be gone by now, right? And perhaps they've done what they were supposed to do and uh, we could wait it out by the magic well. No time lost because we could uh, refill the water for any water we've, we've Ooh, used. Yes. No, it's not a bad Perhaps idea. It, it, it might be our best option unless, Franco, you feel like digging a hole. I, if it's well protected over there as opposed to here, it's this, you know, half a dozen of one and uh, six of the other. Right. Well, we should probably double back then. Agreed. Excellent. So you guys head back towards the well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For okay. the record, I don't feel super good about going back towards those religious guys, but I'll go with you guys. Oh, I don't sure. either. Uh, agreed, I don't agreed. either. I, yes. I will see them and I'll go, we're just waiting to storm out and then never look at them again. It, it, it's possible that this is our chance to write a song of redemption. We left them once and this is our second chance to do not to, interfere to with religious weirdos. I'm telling you now, <laughs> it's a rule of the desert. If you do this, I, I swear to all the gods <laughs> that you are going to regret it. It's going to be awful. They're never fun. Not even a fun fight. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how Zashir is. He's just like, look, this is you don't win this. Okay? Yeah. Even when you win, you lose. Right. Um, yeah. So you guys get back and you see the magic well growing over the horizon. And as you get closer... Uh, you see that they carried with them a magic, for lack of a better word, it was it was a folding fortress. You you have seen them before. You can carry it in your pocket, lay it on the ground, speak the command word, and it unfolds into a twenty foot tall spire, castle spire. This is perfect. Maybe they'll let us inside. Oh my God, man! Do you not ever see any <laughs> red flags? And Balin's like, look, I vote that we don't go into the creepy magic castle yes, I also with the religious vote that. people. However, I do nice. like taking things from people. And that's a cool thing to take. If we had a uh, fortress like that uh, that we could carry with us, it would make life easier. Yeah, for, for future storms, maybe? or or Exactly. In case other religious oh. nutbags try to attack us, huh, Zeshir? Ah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Anybody ever stolen a folding fortress before? Uh, all right. Uh, right. All right. I think you're surrounded by people that are about to. <laughs> yes, ask me in a few, a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're going to steal a folding fortress. <laughs> now, you guys outpaced the storm pretty good, but you don't have long. You can see it. It's gaining on you. You go up to the fortress. It's 20 foot tall. It's, you know, I don't know, however wide, maybe 10 feet wide. And there's a door on the bottom. And above it, you can see one of the hooded figures. And he looks down, standing from the parapets. And he's like, yes, what do you need, traveler? You only hear one voice right now. Oh, well. Uh, it appears we've encountered one of these uh, magical storms that's headed our way. 
we would like shelter for the time being in your very nice tower. Yes, the surge approaches. It, it, it does, yes. Sounds sexual for you, but <laughs> your Not business is your business. Uh, you know, what happens in the expanse stays in the expanse, as they say. Um, nomad rules. Nomad rules. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And I wink. Um, <laughs> I, I want to ask him if, if we can come inside just for like a hot second. Yeah. Roll a persuasion. Uh, that's a seven. <laughs> he says, I'm afraid I... I cannot permit those who are not part of Sir Drexel's Midnight Wonder Emporium. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, I cannot permit those who do not belong to Sir Drexel's Midnight Order. Uh, is that a known order? Would I know what that order is? Known to Sashir, the the term Sir Drexel triggers something. You sense Sunwarper bitter. Angry, resentful, and also a little bit of vengeance in there. A little bit of vengefulness mm. in there. Would I know of any sort of symbol that they might keep with them? Their symbol is a circle with some lines coming off of it. It would sort of look like the sun, except for the circle itself is sort of hollow. So it's like a, like imagine like a golden circle with some rays coming off, nothing in the middle. Um, I, I, I turn to Connie when I hear that and I go, are you happy now? Are you happy? <laughs> You've involved us in some weird religious stuff. Uh, we, we, we haven't died yet. Hang on. Okay. And Balin, Balin looks up and he goes, sir, I bear no ill will to Sir Drexel or the Midnight Order, and I seek only refuge from the surge. We shall not infringe or interfere in any way on my name or power in any of your affairs or any of your transactions. It might be occurring behind these walls. And the, and the guy looks down and he goes, you may enter, but none else. And he's like, hmm, that's... Um, I also pledge the same shit that guy did. <laughs> and he's like, no. And Balin's like, uh, I, I can't. I, he's like, I can't come in without my friends. I want to. I want to cast prestidigitation. Create a small trinket that looks like their symbol. Yeah, just pull it out and say, I have actually provided some goods for Sir Drexel's Midnight Order. Roll a performance. That's God. Performance. Twenty-one. And as soon as he sees the sigil, you know he says. Yes, yes, Sir Drexel's Midnight Order may enter, and the door swings open. Thank you, kind sir. Much appreciated. Does that mean you all? Yeah, yeah, the door stays open for you all to enter if you choose. Balin is hesitant. He doesn't feel good about it. It's a tight space. It's small. Um, Except when you get in, it does feel a little bit bigger inside than the outside looks. It's not a mansion by any means. But you hear the winds, the magic of the surge howling behind you. And unless you'd like to stay outside and risk the surge, this is your this is your last chance to get inside. Yeah, yep. we go. Big in. sigh. Big sigh. But Big yeah, sigh. go in. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, I am so gonna kill Connie for this. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay, you all are inside. And like I said, it's a little bit bigger where it looked like it was maybe 10 feet round on the outside. It might be, I don't know, 20, 25 feet round where it felt like 20 feet tall. It feels a little bit more like 40 feet tall. And standing in the exact center of the hall, there's a, a spiral staircase that leads to the top where that other figure was. But standing in the exact center uh, right in front of you is one of the other hooded figures and, of course, the imprisoned man. And he says, I knew you guys would come back to me. And the guy just yanks on the chain. The words choke in his, in his throat. <coughs> and he starts coughing as, as, as his throat reels with the uh, chain around it. Oh, yes, yes. Keep him quiet, of course, for Drexel in the order. Yes. Uh, good. Uh, great. This is awesome. I like this. I like this. Uh, I'm going to kind of look around and see if I can find any, like, I don't know, flaps to fold the tower back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. Because uh, I'm we... pretty ignorant towards magic. I have no idea yeah. what I'm looking for. Yeah, roll me an investigation. <laughs> so are there stakes to pull up? or <laughs> Like a tab I pull? <laughs> That's an 18. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so you do find the mechanism, but you press it. doesn't do anything because people are inside. You'd have to essentially be the last person standing inside this oh. thing for it to work. Uh, I want to go and kind of one by one tell all of my party this. Mm-hmm. I want to relay this information as discreetly as I can. Excellent. I want to go, it's... oh, there's a, there's a tab you do pull, in fact. <laughs> I was weirdly spot on about that. <laughs> uh, did that guy follow us in, the one that was kind of standing watch? He was on the roof. He's, he was on like the parapet still, like, of the tower. Yeah. Okay. He was calling down to you. So he yeah. was kind of in already. And so, yeah, okay. he comes down the stairs and he sees, you know, Zashir touching the button. And Uh-oh. he goes, Yes, do not interfere with Sir Drexel's order of the Midnight Sun. Of course, I would not. Nope, I don't. I don't interfere. Just admiring see. the mechanics of this tower. It's, it's impressive. Designed by Drexel, I assume. Art by Drexel? <laughs> no. Okay. Why would you assume such things? I don't know. <laughs> Just trying to make conversation. I will gonna, not interfere. I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to go to the other side of the room. So, so are there more people showing up? Not, no. And as you, as you wonder that, you can hear the surge. You can feel the surge envelop you inside this tower. The other one's walking down the stairs still. And you feel the place just sort of become imbued with magic and it grows by the second. Uh-oh. And they say, yes, you will not interfere as we feed the surge. And one of the hooded figures, he knocks down the guy that's in chains onto his knees and he's just screaming for help. But they yank on the chain. The words choke in his throat. And Balin is just like he's covering his eyes like a child might. He doesn't know what else to do. And they say, yes, we will feed the surge. And the one on the stairs, he pulls out a sort of ritualistic dagger. It's encrusted with jewels. It has a wicked curved blade. But then the surge takes over. The surge takes over. And with every passing moment, you feel your burdens lift lighter and lighter and lighter until suddenly... There is no gravity holding you down inside this tower. 
And I feel like that might be as good of a place as any to leave it. That's a pretty good spot. That's a pretty good spot to end it. Yeah. That's good. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this adventure. This has been chapter two of Wealth Beyond Measure. It is the first adventure in our brand new Tales from the Inn at the End. Maybe not Tales, but anyway, it is a tale (laughs) from the Inn at the End. I have been your host and your DM. Brett, joining me, has been... Caleb as Conrad Amberseeker. Milo as Docs. Uh, Alex as Franco the Wielder. And Dash as Zashir the Nomad. Grab your swords and keep on adventuring. Thank you for listening along this far, dear listener. Next week, I'll continue the tale and we'll find out how our adventuring party deals with Sir Drexel's Order of the Midnight Sun. But until then, the Inn at the End appreciates your patronage. You can help us keep the lights on around here by visiting patreon.com slash in at the end. Or you can simply leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast platform. However you choose to support us is enough. And if you simply choose to tune in every week, we will be back here next week to find out how these adventurers fare in the Solistar Expanse in the fifth installment of Wealth Beyond Measure. Fare thee well, listener. Grab your sword and keep on adventuring.